Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, 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 and welcome down to the Rough Cut Golf Podcast on one of the best weeks of the year. It is, of course, time for the Ryder Cup, where the mighty heroes of Europe take on those dastily villains from the USA on the foothills just outside of Rome. As you may be able to tell, I'm very much pro Europe. With me for this special preview podcast, we have Mick, we have Jacob, and we have Kieran. We are going to be filling you in with everything you need to know about Rome, about the Ryder Cup, about the golf course, our predictions, and then, of course, we will tell you the overall outcome, the mystic megs that we are. We've also got a guess the player quiz, which is a Ryder Cup special. Which I'm presuming means it's going to be a radical player, but well, you don't know that. Knowing Mick, it might be a radical special because they've not played in the radical. Mm-hmm. That's the way. <laughs> Actually, the, that's the way to get them in. When I was works. when I was planning it earlier, I did I did test a potential first clue, which was this player is the only captain to have never played in the Ryder Cup. Wow, mm. is there someone like is that? Yes, uh, um, American captain from 1933 or something. Yeah. J J H Taylor or someone like that. Right, so someone from the old school. Yeah, someone right, that we haven't okay. heard of. Yeah. Fair enough. It's slightly easier than that. Okay, great. <laughs> Horton Smith. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> just slightly. Damn it. Just what, slightly. What do I get for like somewhere less than a hole in one? Like uh, I've already completed the hole before we even got to well, it. Well, actually, you played through the group in front of you without right. asking. I'm, I'm just getting so bored of being yeah. dragged down by these yeah, guys. So I'm like, okay, I'm out, I'm out if, here. If you had done that, or if you jumped the gun and not written it down on paper, just said it out loud. Probably would have docked you a lot of shots. Okay, I remember that for the rules. If you've not um, listened to Guess the Player Quiz, it is the most electrifying quiz in golf entertainment today. <laughs> so the, you should it's definitely... The, it's the rock of golf quizzes. <laughs> you should definitely stay tuned for that. Um, first of all, uh, it is currently the week we're recording this. It is Solheim Cup week. Uh, myself and Jacob are about to um, kind of leave, to be honest. We're flying in like, I don't know, some hours. I can't figure it out. But tomorrow... Soon. It's at Manchester Airport as well, so we're going to have to get there 14 hours before we fly, just to make sure that we can get on the plane. Um, So we'll be doing a little bit of a review from that. Very excited to uh, get over there, see what it's all about. We're kind of combining it weirdly with like quite a lot of golf in the mornings and then getting to the event in the afternoon. So we're probably not going to get to see as much as the Ryder Cup um, as I will be. I'm going over there with David as well. So yeah, Jet setting around to see the very best players in the world compete against each other. It's very yeah, you're, exciting. You're you're going to like two incredible team events back to back. Yeah, I mean the biggest team events in golf. Like there's, I mean the Presidents Cup is obviously up there as well, but it's it's not the same size as the Ryder Cup, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's not really an equivalent in ladies golf. What um what format do they play in the Olympics? 
uh, golf. It's just a normal. <laughs> yeah, it's like a full full day event, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, just it's a full event. It's just, yeah. just like stroke play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Olympics, Olympics kind of missed a trick because, like, the Olympics, every time you watch it, I mean, they just make stuff up. Unless it's like a sport that was in ancient Athens, like javelin, you can only change that so much. Yeah. yeah. Unless throw they have this, like a, a moving target. Yeah, throw this stick as far as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pointy bit, go forward, uh-huh. throw big. Yeah. You know, it's like Steve Backley. Yeah, stick, stick in ground. Like long jump. Like there's only so many ways you can do that. But they're going to include quite a lot of new sports with the uh, Olympics as well. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, apparently they're talking about F1. It's just so stupid. Cricket was involved. So stupid. Like, the, what was it last time? Going off subjects a little bit here. Um, that, the basketball one, that, that pickup basketball. Oh, yeah, it was like a 3v3. It was like a three on three to one there. And how squash is still not there is an absolute disgrace. Yeah, I agree. yeah that I agree is weird. That. There's, there's something gone on there. Like, there someone's had a fall in it. Yeah. Wasn't there like a sixes rugby, like rugby with sevens? Yeah. Sevens. Sevens rugby. <laughs> so Why did I think it was it's, less it's, than that? What I think is they should like bring it, like take it back. To like proper Athenian Olympics. You mean they should have to compete like in togas? Yeah. And if they don't win, they should have their heads chopped off. I don't don't (laughs) think they want togas to the lions. But you know, like proper Olympic sports. Yeah. Yeah. So the marathon is literally a run between two cities. Basically, yeah. That'd be so. It was very literal, wasn't it? It was just like run, throw, walk, ride, fight. Kill this animal. (laughs) When Socrates was sat around watching this Olympics, I don't think like his initial reaction would be. I think they could do with BMX. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what this yeah, needs? Right. Do you know what this needs? More dressage. Yeah. Yeah. A little, yeah. Dressage. Oh my god. Don't get me started on dressage. Anyway, I have no idea how we got onto this that. Is the it is the, the, it's the Ryder Cup podcast. We're obviously very excited as we're going off on these tangents. Um, I think it should be worthwhile just pointing out the the basics of what this Ryder Cup is. So it's in Europe. Uh, it's a biennial event. How are you saying it? Biennial? Biennial. It's every two years. Um, <laughs> this time it is in Europe and the course which has been selected is Marco Simone, which is just outside of Rome. When I say just outside of Rome, it's a half an hour drive from the centre. Now in Roman traffic, that could be anywhere between 15 minutes if you get a local taxi driver and four and a half hours. Yeah. Like there's there's yeah. no rhyme or reason. So we're going to get on to why this might be the most chaotic Ryder Cup shortly, but that is where it is being contested. And it should be the way that the teams are kind of shaping up here, like a, an absolutely fantastic yep. actual yeah. event. This should yeah. be pretty close, I think. It's tricky because the, I've only come into golf since the last Ryder Cup. So this is my first my first kind of view. Proper, yeah. Really, as a fan, obviously, I've a, you know I've read the things and listened to the podcast and watched the YouTube videos, but yeah. it's not really the same. Yeah. I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing it all happen in real time. And the best thing about the being in uh, Europe as well, it's like a proper all day. You get up on yes. Friday morning at six thirty. Yeah, you prep for the day, what you need. Mm-hmm. Sit your ass down. Mm. You don't move. Yeah. Wow. So you're saying we don't have to work on the days? Is that is that correct? This is why you've got laptops. <laughs> very smart good forward thinking that's right yeah, um so yeah it's just uh, yeah it's it, it's so it's just such a different format and it has what so many sports lack a little bit is that pure passion for the team that you're playing because it's not paid it's literally yeah. you're playing for the flag yeah, the European yeah. Flag. like um, like going to watch england play football they don't get played they don't get paid to play for england yeah, it's so you're kind of you, it means a little bit more if you try harder because yeah. it means you're trying hard even though you're not being 
financially rewarded necessarily. Yeah, and it, it, there's just a there's like a an extra bit of purity about it that maybe isn't there on a kind of week to week kind of cash grab mm. event. Mm -hmm. So I, I know I know there's, there's differences, but like the the Tour Championship, for example, um, the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, like it, it's the meant to be the culmination of the PGA season. It should be the most exciting, but it kind of feels a bit. A bit jaded because like yeah. they're, they're just playing for like a massive cash pot. That's mm. what they're <laughs> yeah. there for. It's like which one of you millionaires wants more millions? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I I can guarantee that after the Ryder Cup is over, like if you get your hands on that trophy and you're a player, you will be taking that trophy to bed and staring at it on the pillow and just thinking this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Are they allowed to do the like drink it out of the trophy thing with the Ryder Cup? Oh, trophy? oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the FedEx Cup will not come into bed with you. <laughs> no. Too big. It's too Take point size. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's way too big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once well, he gets his elbows out. Um, <laughs> so there's that kind of whole atmosphere to it, and and the fans at the Ryder Cup are always fantastic, both US and and European. So the atmosphere should be amazing. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to be over there. As um, Jacob and Peter, as our mm. two um, resident fans of the US. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> right the country yeah, in general yeah, sure, yeah um do you feel the need to be a little bit more partisan or bipartisan or are you literally just gonna be no. team europe all the way oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I have you heard me talking about the Ryder Cup yeah, in the last yeah, like, week true, i don't yeah, think yeah. i've really given it's, the us a chance but it, no yeah it's, it's always europe okay. i mean the, the thing is like the Ryder Cup it allows you to and that's the thing in golf like golf you have your favorite players and you like to see them win yeah mm. but if someone comes through the pack and wins an event, you're like, oh, that's good, good for him. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a team event, so you choose a side. Yeah. And that's what's really good about it. That's mm -hmm. why, so, that's why the passions always come out so much, because you're playing for a team yeah. rather than for yourself. And it's win or lose. It's not like someone else can come in and, oh, okay, cool, I didn't, didn't expect that. You're either going to go home happy or really annoyed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I suppose you can retain the cup. Can. Okay, so talk us through what the current Ryder Cup situation is. Who won it last time and where was it and all that nonsense? Uh, so if you look in the entire history of the Ryder Cup, um, you've basically got the US, which is still kind of in the lead as far as like how many Ryder Cups have been won. Okay. But they went through a period before um, Europe became the team. So it used to be the US versus Great Britain Ireland. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it got to the stage where like US were just absolutely trouncing yeah. GB and I. Like, and they were like, how can we get Seve in the team? Uh, <laughs> well, it was, it, was, it was Seve that basically led the charge yeah. for the Europeans to join, mm -hmm. uh, which is why he's such a kind of legend within the Ryder Cup. That obviously changed the outlook of the whole event, made it more competitive, but it also allowed like some of the very best players of that era, your Seves, your Altharbles, your Langers, you know, these kind of players to actually compete in the event. Mm. And it just made it a completely different animal yeah. uh, to the point where now it is the, the biggest event in golf. Um, you've basically got a little bit of disparity now um, with Ryder Cups in both the US and Europe. Yes. So over the last kind of 30 years or so, Europe are the, most, the more successful team. Okay. Yeah. But that is because the US haven't won in Europe for 30 years. Right, okay, so it's kind of like we're the you know, for the football analogy, it's like at home we just don't we just don't lose. 
Yeah. But we also might steal a couple of games away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, okay. we, we've been really good when the Premier League was created, but when it was like Division One, then it was like, yeah, really, that doesn't really yeah, count. Yeah. Football yeah. didn't start until then, no. so it doesn't we, really matter. We, was, we were semi professional before Sevi joined. The, the Premiership. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we've got like, uh, it, it's one of the, the kind of talking points with the Ryder Cup about if it's a good or a bad thing that both teams are setting up the course in a manner that seems to be suiting them the best mm-hmm. which they're perfectly entitled yeah, to sure, but yeah. it's starting to become a little bit like the europeans when it's a home rider cup they will set the course up tight and um, they'll grow the rough up um marco simone if you've not seen our video from there they have grown the rough up let me tell you there are mm. things in that rough that i never thought would be in long grass it is mm. a couple, like of, a couple, of your, couple of your balls as well um, still, still in that flaming rough. I, I think we managed to find most of our balls it was more my soul that yeah, was left there yeah <laughs> We were lucky to yeah. find all the balls. I mean, if we didn't have the camera, then we would have then we would have struggled. But yeah, yeah we found all of them. So yeah. There's good. a there's a there's a tree growing to the side of the fifteenth fairway in a twisted image of me. <laughs> the soul tree. Now, go go hang a ribbon on it if you go. <laughs> Do you think that um, it will be easier for them because they have the kind of spotters and they'll have fans? Uh, like you know, if you go and play that just as a regular four ball of friends, you're losing almost all of those because yeah. you can't go back and look at the footage yeah. and zoom in and be like, oh, it came down here and yeah. follow the line. That's the only reason we but, found the ball. Yeah, but and then also, but these guys are going to have, you know, 45,000 people going, actually, it's right there. <laughs> so there's a couple of things to say. Yes, they will have a hell of a lot more chance of spotting the balls because there's going to be spectators, there's going to be marshals, all the rest of it. Um, it won't make too much of a difference because even if the crowd are trampling down that roof, like we, we, the roof in some places there, we are talking it is chest high. Mm. It, it's if, even if it's trampled down, if a ball goes in there, the chances of you getting it back out are super low. And even if you can get it out, you're just moving it like back into the fairway. Mm. So it's almost like 0.5 of a shot gone every time you go mm. in that roof. Um, the advantage that these players obviously have is it's match play. Right. So if they whack one into the rough, it doesn't quite work out. They'll just lose a hole. You know, yeah. they won't get a triple bogey, which would absolutely destroy their card in a stroke play event. And it's one of the best things about the Ryder Cup. You know, it's match play. It's you don't have to generally watch players grind out a score. Mm. Yeah, you can be a little more aggressive, a little bit more um, carefree because, I mean, obviously you still want to win all the holes, but you know, you are right if if, if uh, a hole goes awry and you're like well look I just you know I lost it or the ball went in the water or whatever there's always a chance to get it back and especially within the four balls as well like if you've got one who's just going to like get it down the fairway and then you've got someone like a like a Rory that's just going to bomb it over these corners and stuff like that like you know all those different things where you've yeah, you can have one that, yeah, in, one that sure. attacks one that kind of just plods yeah. his way about sort of thing yeah um, Kieran on our notes here, it says you're doing a six-question quiz. Yes, I've got a little um, <laughs> a little six-question sort of get your juices flowing. So I've got... Uh, oh, my God. They're, they're wow. really, really easy okay. questions. But, what he uh, wanted he wanted oh, his job back. Feel, yeah, feel, yeah, yeah. Have you been feeling left out not doing I, the quizzes? I, I have, to be fair. But I've missed, not, I've missed taking the uh, microphone off the table. So <laughs> I was going to say that. took about nice. two seconds before. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a quiz. I'm picking yeah. up the mic. Um, yeah, there's only like six questions. They're just quite... Quite easy. And can we work them out? We'll work them out as a team. Yeah, 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 as yeah, a team. Yeah, okay. yeah, and obviously play along at home and let us know how many we've got out of out of six. Oh. <laughs> um, any, Amer- any Americans? And if we don't get one, doesn't matter. We'll get the next one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> first question now. here: uh, Where was the first ever Ryder Cup uh, played? 
This is back in the day when it was Team USA versus Team GBNI. Isn't this one of these like highly disputed things where like a lot of people claim that there isn't like mm. a no? There's a lot. There's a lot of clubs that claim to have been the birthplace birth because birth place, yeah. Samuel Ryder like once relieved himself in their toilet. So there's a plaque above the toilet being like the Ryder Cup was the thought of in one? this place. Uh, came down. Came down. Came down. Came down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was Samuel Ryder once drove past the entrance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that is Went, the, Wentworth's one as well, isn't it? Yeah, There's something mm, about Wentworth, Wentworth being it held like the first kind of USA versus GB, and they reckon something like that. And where, where did we we played somewhere this year that claimed that? Because that's how we got into the conversation of came down. Yeah, um, where was we played? That was claimed to be the birthplace of the Ryder Cup. Don't know. Ah, oh. somewhere in the UK was it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is terrible, shouldn't uh, they? Uh, we were going south, weren't we? Or was it? No, no. Was it on Fairway Down? It can't have been on no, Fairway no, it Down. Wasn't. It was yeah. way before. Wow. Okay, we'll have to. Um, yeah, we'll find it. We'll have to come up with anyway, that. What's yeah, our yeah. answer? That's terrible. Right. Um, yeah, the first one. Okay. Um, and I can, a bonus point for the year and a bonus point for who the captains were, but yeah, I don't got, reckon you'll get them. God. I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I've got the name stuck in my head of if this might be the first American one, but I think it's like Worcester Country Club or something. Yeah, that's that's correct. Oh, that's correct. Very there nice. you go. Killed yep. it. Oh, was it in America? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Perfect. Do you, do you know what state that is? No. A state uh, of Worcestershire. Uh, I'm going to go New York State. <laughs> uh, Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. Just above. Uh, yeah. New so York state. the the I don't know if this is like the done thing to recommend a different podcast on your podcast, but we did it oh, last week. We did it last week. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Maybe it might even been me as well. <laughs> it was you. Um, we don't care. If you want the history of the Ryder Cup. There's a podcast called The Ryder Cup Run, which basically is the history of the tournament at the beginning and then like three iconic um, Ryder Cup tournaments broken down into like what decisions the captains made, which which players turned up at which time. You know, it's literally so, so detailed. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, We've listened really to good. it in the car a few times. Um, so if you want the history of the Ryder Cup before this one to kind of hype yourself up, the Ryder Cup run is extremely good. And I remember them talking about that first one. Hmm. Um, and wasn't there, they couldn't afford to get all of the European players there. So they had to offer someone a sponsorship deal. Yeah. And then all of the players got got given like a Hoover or whiskey or something to go and play at the tournament because they couldn't pay them. Oh, really? So they're like, we'll, we'll pay you in like house, household goods or something <laughs> like that. Household, household appliances. It was something like that. Yeah, because the guy, or, uh, it could have been like mattresses or something stupid like that. But like, they couldn't afford to fly everyone there. So wow. they're like, we'll just give you free stuff instead. And they're like, uh, okay. James Dyson's <laughs> been grinding from early. Just giving out who mattresses. Does, any, so does anyone know what year year it was? Year it started? Oh, First uh, one? 1912. Uh, it's, before, it's before 33. It's 1911. 1927. Oh. And the captains so were Walter Hagen and Ted Ray. Mm. Uh, can you name the five previous venues? Or in order, oh, right. in, in order, order backwards, not including uh, the one this year. Right. So okay. Whistling Straits. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Golf National. Le yep. Golf National. Lovely. Yep. Then we're back to America again. Um, that mm. was. Wait, hold on. What year are we? 2016. 21. 2016. So before that's Medina. That was 2014. Yeah. Uh, so there's one in the... the oh, no. No, no, no can't was, it, was, it was the one before that. Well. 2012. 2012. Um, so then we need a Europe... We need two, already. We need we a, the Golf National. Yeah, we <laughs> the Golf National, then the, the last one in America I think, I think before it, Whistling Straits. I think it might have been like Oak Hill. 
Or, yeah, I was thinking like Oakmont like or Oak, Oak yeah. something, but I don't know if that's right. No, Oak Hill was like 90... Not Oak Hill, no. Oak no. Hill was like 91. I'd never I'd never really heard of it, and I don't really remember the 2016 Ryder Cup for some reason. It, was, it wasn't Valhalla, was it? Uh, no. No. Where was it? No. That was a bit before. It's still got uh, one European as well. Uh, in 2014. Thomas, Thomas Peters' rookie year, that was 2016. Um, 2014 was... Um, Oh, what's his name? Was captain. Uh, Paul McGinley was captain. Oh, um, yeah. uh, Glenn Eagles. Glenn yeah, Eagles. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so just twenty sixteen. Oh, this is bad. Just, just after that, twenty sixteen. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Like, no, I don't remember it. I've got a sneaky feeling. Twenty sixteen. Did we get battered in twenty sixteen? Yeah, I, yes. think, we did, I yeah. think it's one that we've tried to wipe from our. <laughs> yeah, we're like, um, don't think about that one. Ah, oh, God, where was it? I, I can I can picture the actual, you know, like, people, some of the shots. You know, people yeah. are shouting at their podcast yeah, 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 right I, now. Because this, this was one of the first ones where it was, like, it was completely wide open. And uh, it, God. Where is it? Hazeltine. Oh, Hazeltine. I, I knew it had a tree in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew, I knew it was something tree. Hazeltine, right, okay. Uh, nice. Next one. Who has made the most Ryder Cup appearances? Phil Mickelson. 12. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That was brilliant. Uh, who scored the most points together as like a team? Sevi and Olathebao. Oh, right. As a partnership. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I told you I like the Ryder Cup. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that's very good. Where was the 1969 Ryder Cup held and why was this year so special? Yeah, Mick. <laughs> yeah. 69. Come on, Mick. <laughs> it was, it was Sevi's first year. And it was, oh my God. No, tell me. Was anyone else want to have a guess? I, I was going to say, me and, me and Jacob take, <laughs> take part. Uh, are, we, are, we, are we allowed to play? Are you, of course you are, if you get the answer right. I, d I don't know. So. Yeah. Any ideas? Um, 69. No, it can't have been Sevy's first year. Yeah, I was going to say it's too, too, uh, early. too early. Something, something, you did, you did say that. Though. Something, something happened something about special. Yeah, yeah, Is it the first time we won in the US? Nope. Nope. It's 60. Is this where... First time we won? Oh, no, no, no. I <laughs> think... gonna, yeah, I oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. It was this uh, when What's-His-Face beat Nicholas. Who? Oh, God. He beat him twice in one day. And he was... <sighs> What's his name? He... he... Passed away not too long ago. Used to smoke like a pipe. I, um, I might be going on the wrong tracks a little bit, but you were kind of right with Jack Nicholas. Oh, right. Is it the concession? Oh, the concession. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The concession. Do you know where that was? Anyone know where that was? Um, it was in the UK. Yeah. Oh, so um, it, we um, went there. Burkdale. Burkdale. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who was it Royal yeah, Burkdale? Yeah, yeah, Royal Burkdale, 1969. Oh. Um, and then the final one. Oh, God, I can't believe I didn't get uh, it. What was the score? going into the final day of the 2012 Ryder Cup, which was uh, the Medina. miracle at Medina. Yeah. What, was the, what was the score going into Were something? We like we nine down or yeah, something I like think, that? I think, I think, no, I think it was slightly less than I that. I think it was a bit less than that. I think it was probably, what, we were about six down. I, I, I think it was something like 11-5. It was, was something gonna, like that. I was going to say, yeah, Can nine and a half to... No, yeah, maybe slightly more than that. Ten and a half to five and a half. It was ten six. Ten, oh. ten six. So they one won. Out. So close. Europe won eight and a half, three and a half on yeah. that final day. Yeah. Wow. Um, God, and 
Yeah. What a hero of that tournament? Who was what? the hero of that tournament? Well, who who sunk the winning putt? Well, who was who who went absolutely ballistic at that tournament? Yeah, it was just Ian Poulter. Like, yeah, Ian Poulter. Yeah, I was going to say. Gang. Yeah. What a. Uh, would you say that's the greatest Ryder Cup that's been? Uh, from a European perspective, <laughs> right, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. early like memory as well for yeah. us it's in particular. Very very big story as well, wasn't yeah. it? Like us coming back from that far. Is this where Rory also almost misses it because he's in his hotel and yes. his yeah. manager thought that his manager had spoken to concierge and said, make sure you wake him up. And Rory had set an alarm and his alarm didn't go off and they didn't ring him. And he woke up with 30 minutes to make it to his tea time. Is, yeah. mm -hmm. And they police escorted, escorted him to the course. Do you remember who he played? Uh, he pl did he play Phil? No. Is it Keegan? Yeah. They yeah. play Keegan Bradley. If you are here in a bit of rain, by the way, we apologise. We uh, left the window open. Um, <laughs> the he, he hit two putts. Who? R McElroy. Yeah, to warm up. and he then hit, He hit two yeah. putts to and warm then up. He and hit his, like, he hit his driver right into the rough, I remember. Yeah. And he, yeah. But he still won. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he chipped in on the first. There you go. Animal. Absolute animal. I, I'm looking for some stories like that this year. Yeah, definitely. Like, it'll be all well and good if, you know, we batter them, but I want some, I want Ooh. a bit of some of that story. By, by the sounds of things, the way to get to the golf course, we might be having some people running oh, yeah. late. So, talk us through. You, oh, is, you, that, you, is that the questions, by the way? Uh, that is the question. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, juices yeah, are flowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sin sincerely flowing now. Mm. Um, <laughs> you two, <laughs> what's that move? I loved it. Well, no, like, you know, yeah. like, no, just thinking, thinking of Medina, like, literally, yeah. I'm just Does, thinking of Medina right now. I got goosebumps. You two have been to uh, Marcus Simone, talk us through hotel to, because the hotel wasn't nearby, talk us hotel to course, roads, toilets, stands, <laughs> all the extra stuff that isn't the golf course. Um, I am... Should we be worried? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think we should. Just just from the, the, the context of, so if you've not been to Marcus Simone, it's, I want to say it's in the middle of nowhere, but... There's not loads around it. There's like a like a little villagey town kind of nearby, but it's built on like very hilly roads. It's not somewhere where you'd automatically think, ah, oh, this is going to be good to host a golf tournament. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the actual the actual course is normally accessed uh, via just like a single um, road, which is a relatively narrow road as well. Like you're never going to get a lot of vehicles through that and like not have a massive couple hour snarl up. So what they've done is they've built a completely new access road. But the new access road is still accessed from the old roads. Yeah, and is, yeah. the motorways which are kind of nearby to get to it, I wouldn't say they were the most free flowing <laughs> um, type of traffic management system that I'd ever seen uh, mm. when we were there initially. So I would say that with a lot of people trying to get to that event, it could be a little bit messy. Yeah. Um, I, I just wonder if it's done as well. Do you know what I mean? Like when we when we went in, when was it about June or or was it June maybe? Like they've got to build a, a quite a large scale road to get everyone yeah. in some of that, and it hadn't started. It was it, there's a lot of things going on that made me a slightly concerned about mm. how it would all actually play out. The accommodation thing is massive as well. Because there's nothing nearby. Mm. Uh, there's, there's a hotel, the hotel we stayed at, I think when we were there, was about 20 minutes away. Um, but that was the only hotel in anywhere 
in the near vicinity. And you reckon that's going to be booked up with corporates and... No. It's going to be ah. players, isn't it? No. No one's having it. So, here's the thing. They're not Airbnb. Here's the thing. <laughs> now, what are you... You've booked it for us. Yes. <laughs> you've got, you've got the, the whole place. So what you're, what Europe have kind of seemed to do now is when they're picking a host venue, is they're picking it at a course which would also have the grandeur of like a big city. So we're talking about obviously Paris. Makes sense. The Paris Ryder Cup. Rome. Rome Ryder Cup. You know, these are places where you, when you're planning out a trip, you're thinking, well, if I'm going to go to the Rome Ryder Cup, there's only one place I'm actually going to stay. I'm not going to stay on the outskirts. Mm. I'm going to stay in Rome. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you not want to stay in the eternal city? Like, Why would you not want to be in this amazing place? And Rome is one of my favorite places. Yeah. And we are staying bang in the middle. I know the players are staying pretty much kind of bang in the middle. And I imagine most of the people who are going to watch this will be staying in and around the center. Mm. Now, that means that at about 6 o'clock in the morning... <laughs> You're going to have about 50,000 people <laughs> yeah. trying to leave a city which was designed when the horse was the main mode of transport yeah. and has not adapted well to the motorized vehicle. Yeah. Um, Road markings don't exist in Rome. No. Have you, have you driven in the city of Rome? I have. I, Rome is the most chaotic. Rome is probably the most scared I've ever been on the road. Just because the taxi drivers don't... Well, for a start, the taxi, they want. taxi drivers literally don't care. Yeah. Like, they don't care. Yeah. Like they, they, they just there's something about a Roman taxi driver that just says, "If today's the day I go, that's fine." Yeah, I'm this close to the Vatican. How yeah. bad can it be? You know what? I've got I've got my crucifix on. If I go, I'm on them at the pearly gates. I'm take, saying, me, take me to the Pantheon. Yeah, didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, if you if you walk around the city of Rome and just observe the cars that are on the road. They're all battered. If you've got a fancy car, you do not take it to the center. So you can you can also tell, like if you if you've ever been to Rome, you so every other country pretty much I know, you've got a zebra crossing. Okay. So zebra crossing, they're mm. they're pretty much ubiquitous throughout the world. Pretty much everyone knows what a zebra crossing is. I prefer a pelican, but I'll go with it. You know what? It's <laughs> it's got lines on the floor, you wait, the car stops, you walk across. It's a very civilized system. In Rome, they those markings might as well not be there because the drivers just don't care. So they'll just keep going across. So to use these crossings, you just have to walk out into traffic. And then and then again just hope, like look towards St. <laughs> Peter's and go, God let them stop. Please, I like my legs. Please let them stop. And you just gotta hopefully just cross without injuring yourself. And you've got a situation where you've got these drivers. <laughs> These crazy drivers are going to be wanting to pick up all the fares. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm not grouping all Roman taxi drivers into one group. I'm sure there are many safe and... No, what am I talking about? They're all crazy. So you've got <laughs> all these drivers. You've got all these pedestrians all trying to get out of the city at the same time. It's just going to be chaos. Yeah. And then when you get to the course, obviously we've not been there since June. We don't know what the infrastructure is properly like around it, but I can't imagine it being much better than it used to be. Mm. So I'm like I'm proper I'm properly worried. Like we were talking to a few people as well who were organising a bit of transport, and they don't know what's going to happen either. Do you think it's like a, they need to put on a shuttle bus type of situation? Like if you meet here and you've got your Ryder Cup yeah, ticket I, or your pass I, or whatever, we'll take you from the train station. We'll take you directly to yeah. the drop-off car park. That and seems then, like the best way to do it. I think yeah. we'd save everyone having to hassle and obviously like spend 
hundreds and hundreds of euros getting to and from it. I yeah. imagine because it's probably they'll have a park and ride on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah park. Yeah. Was it? Was Italian with a park? And ride? <laughs> 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 mm, try not to <laughs> race. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's it's only uh, uh, it's the only way that they can make it work, like a mass park and ride kind of yeah. mass bus situation. Like, yeah. It's the only way I can think of them doing it. But I'm, I'm hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'll be surprised. But I know that a lot of people. Going there are share the same concerns, yeah. And of course, Marco Simoni translates directly to bad traffic. So <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that's that's well, yeah. Don't did, fact check that, but that's hundred percent true. Did not know that. I feel like I'm learning Italian already. <laughs> you are. Well, once you're in, like I've you know seen some videos and some photos of like the new infrastructure that has been built since we were there. Like in terms yeah. of like the hospitality on the right, and even the stand growing even more than what it was. Like. These sort of things that make it... That looks really cool, yeah. I must say. I, I, I think once you get there... Once you're in... <laughs> you're yeah. going yeah. to have a great time. You're not going to want to leave. No, it's going to be good. It's it's an interesting course to walk as well because it, it's very hilly. Yeah. So like most of the most of the people when they play there, it is kind of like a buggy course. Mm -hmm. um, so spectators, and there's a few holes that you've got to walk up like quite steep slopes to get to, but... Once you kind of settle yourself down, there's like a lot of natural amphitheaters. Yeah, it's good like vantage points. Yeah, I suppose, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of stands which have been built. Obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of concessions. You know, you're not going to be able to go there without trying to get all your money. Mm. Um, mm. So there will be plenty of places to buy merchandise and drinks. I thought you were saying that lots of people are going to concede holes. <laughs> there's going to be lots of concessions. <laughs> concessions because oh, yeah. people are going to walk up, want to walk up the hills. They'll be like, nah, Just sack that. I'm not doing seven. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that is a very, that's a very American term, those mm. concessions. I don't yeah. know where they came from. Um, plenty of places to spend your money. Buy things. Yeah. 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 Where um, where do you think you're gonna like pitch up when you're there? Like, what's are you gonna try and get on the first hole? Are you gonna try and be, you know, what's your what's your plan of attack? It's a bit weird because like, we're doing filming when we're there. Um, we're doing quite a bit of stuff with BMW and a few other things as well, maybe. So I don't know the access we're gonna get because if we have kind of access inside the ropes to get stuff filmed. Mm. How amazing is that? That, that would be? be very cool. That would be very, very cool. Uh, that's going to be absolutely incredible. Like the, the grandstand around the first tee, um, that's going to be packed. Mm. So to get there, to get on that, you're going to have to be there at like six in the morning at yeah. the very least. And, and probably queuing up. Yeah. I think the the um, course designers, I, th I think it's, is it European? European golf design who who did it? The, uh, yes, yeah. The guy who Tom Fazio led it, I think. The guy who um, course, Tom Fazio gets everywhere. Tom Fazio in, the second as well. In charge of um, <laughs> setting up the course layout, there were when they went there in 2011 or 2012. There's 27 holes, so they just picked their favourite 18 and turned it into the course. And they have built a what they call a coliseum, which is lots of the holes playing back down into the valley in the middle. Mm -hmm. So in theory, your best vantage point is to be kind of on one of those hills so you can see everyone playing. Get to the top and look down. Yeah. 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 yeah it was it was quite similar to Golf National as well. There was there was lots of natural amphitheaters there. Designed by the same people. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it does make sense. And you don't it doesn't have to be, and this is one thing that I think radical courses potentially get unfairly criticized for is a radical course does not have to be the best designed, the most challenging, the most artistic, you know, the most features. It doesn't have to have any of that. It, it just needs to be a course which builds drama mm -hmm. yeah. and which allows matches to play out in a dramatic way. Like, that's it, 
really. Like yeah. the Golf National, I actually quite like it, but it's not. It's not my top twenty courses. Yeah. And like Marco Simone's not in my top twenty. It's not my top thirty, but yeah. it's just or it's, it's it, just good for what it, it is. It's built it, for the story and yeah, for the it's, drama, isn't it? it yeah. It's going to be a good ride, of course. Especially for those last couple of holes, like 16, 17, 18, like you've got the drivable par four, the par three, and then the par five. Like it's going to be, you know, epic, those last couple of holes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's that 18 kind of risk or reward holes is kind of what you'd want for a yeah. Ryder Cup course. And it just exactly. every time just have some kind of, well, you could lay up, but also go for it. Yeah. And there's just ways of winning holes and ways of losing them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a quick... Show of hands. Who's actually been to a Ryder Cup? Um, if you are listening to the Rough Cut Golf Podcast, there are no hands. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll, no, I'll, I'll raise. Have you been? Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Because that's what I went to Celtic Manor. Uh, yeah, I've not been. I could have. Yeah. Hammered it down. When was that? Oh, yeah. uh, 2010? Yeah, 2010. It was the year yeah. before Medina. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was. I went on the Saturday and the Friday it battered it down. I mean, we're in Wales, so. Um, and that, that, the Celtic Manor, everyone who's been there, if they don't get rained on, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like the Belfry for me it, now. It's like yeah, just yeah. In, it's, 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 it's always raining on there. It's, it? it's just <laughs> in a valley that just seems to suck all the rain into it. <laughs> Mad. Yeah, more more specifically, Newport area. So yeah, it's, it's a bit of a so you can bucketing down area. You but. can tell us kind of from first hand experience. How old were you when you when you went there? About oh, twelve or something. Uh, I would have been. Uh, 13 yeah mm. you but, can tell us from first-hand teenage experience yeah um what it was like then to be at one yeah we've only ever watched one on tv or on youtube I, it was in a time where golf was starting to become a thing for me mm -hmm. like i never really was massively into it when i was like really really young apart from like clipping a few balls away with my grandparents and stuff but i still loved it um but it was all about cricket and football and then i got into golf a little bit more so when i was there i don't think i understood at the age of 13 the Full sort of capacity of where I was, or like what this event was, the Weird. history of it, all that yeah. kind of thing. Um, all I just knew this was the collection of the greatest players playing for America and, and Europe at the time, and mm -hmm. then they all just come yeah. to one place and yeah. you get to watch them play golf. Um, it's the the how, closest. How convenient that they're all in yeah. the same place at <laughs> yeah. once. Oh, it's great, <laughs> and that it was forty minutes away from my house. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. We went. It was me, my dad, and my uh, grandpa that went. The three of us and. I, I remember a lot of the day, um, still only being 13. I remember being as close as we are to Tiger when on the, I think it's on the back nine. I can't remember the name of the, the hold or number of the hole, um, but there is a very good risk or reward hole at Celtic Manor where you can hit left of the trees and lay up or you can go sort of through a gap at the green. It's a par four. And Tiger went for it and it, the ball landed very close to us and sort of we dispersed and he was there. Um, I remember walking past uh, one of... Miguel Angel Jimenez's cigars still smoking on the ground and like pointing at it to dad and saying, what's that? As a 13 year old, that didn't really know what was going on. And dad was like, oh, it's, don't, let me tell you, son. Don't, go near <laughs> don't touch that, son. Um, and then part of me now wishes I'd sort of pocketed it in a bag and sold it on eBay for 100 quid. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a very surreal experience because i didn't know what was happening but i also knew the capacity of it at the same yeah, time it was yeah. but it was it was cool it was it was the fun. um like the, the first tee wasn't as i think that's what i've noticed in the last like sort of couple of years is that or a couple of rider cups is that the first tee stand has just mm. built it just got yeah it kept going, it's just, and going. yeah it's celtic, just, celtic manor was not yeah it's, just that it's like a stadium now. yeah like they yeah. had a few the, the only thing i remember as well with it was quite good is they had a couple of stands 
which were and the way the course was laid out that you could sit in one spot and you could literally watch three holes really well yeah, mm. yeah. you know you had like them hitting into two and then there was like a par three next to it and you literally just had to turn you could see the whole hole and then behind that you could, so there was it was it was set up nicely for that that kind of thing but yeah, yeah. The, the, the weather didn't help. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't. I think yeah, we're praying for good weather yeah. in, in yeah. Rome. Hopefully in Rome it'll be all right. <laughs> I mean, good, good place to pray. Very Get yourself down to the Vatican on Wednesday. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be there. Church on every corner. Throw the prayer to the Pope. So, yo. <laughs> I don't think he has the power to grant prayers. I'll be like, <laughs> I think he speak, also prays to someone like, slightly more powerful. Speak to the big man. <laughs> He's got direct do, access. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got him on speed. Stick a European win in there whilst you're at it. Up the phone. Get your razor flip out. <laughs> Hello, <torture>. Moto. <laughs> <laughs> um, the <laughs> I think with it was one of the actual letdowns of um, one of the letdowns of whistling strays actually is that you would have thought that after the Golf National with that the first tee grandstand there, which was potentially the best thing that has happened in a Ryder Cup from a spectator standpoint, because yeah. it was just unbelievable the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually thought that um, like being America. And being, you know, though I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let those Europeans outshine us here. Yeah. I, I thought they would have built like a forty thousand seater <laughs> at Whistling Straits. Wait till and next year. Just gone mental. Just every hole is the the sixteenth. Yeah. 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 yeah, literally just stadium hole every hole. <laughs> oh. Imagine. But it was yeah coming, was coming soon. Like by the way, that's yeah. definitely that's definitely yeah. where, where golf is going. Yeah, yeah. So I was a bit disappointed by that. But again, the the first year at Marco Simone because when we were there, sorry, mate, um, basically there was one side of the tee which was grandstand. Yeah, yeah. So if you've seen the video, the vid the angle we shot is the only stand. Yeah, but now it's <laughs> all the way around. All, I didn't know if it was all the way around. That's yeah, wow. Yeah. So now we've got like a, again a proper proper. Atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where your tee shot ended up. In the fairway. Yeah, fairway, yeah. Right-hand side. Does this... Good angle then. Well, of course. <laughs> Bit short on your approach. Fine. Um, <laughs> is this, does the stand come all the way down kind of that far? No, no, no. no. But it's, 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 it's just a surround, just yeah. Just down that right-hand so, side a little bit. Because that's the thing. I don't know what the grandstand situation is out on the course. There were a few when we were there, but yeah. it is more that case of saying, well, it, there's natural places to actually watch, mm -hmm. which yeah. is good. Like yeah. it, it, mm. it makes the course look a lot more kind yeah. of natural that way. Um, this um, little rundown here, by the way, Kieran, did you, uh, where did you get this from? Uh, this one. Uh, which bit? Uh, this bit here. That little blurb. Uh, blurb. I got that from Wikib. No, no, I got that from the actual um, Ryder Cut like website. Website, website. Okay. yeah. Because well, I, I think this would give a, a good flavour. Yeah, uh, go on, hit us. Again. So it's par 71, 7,181 yards. So not massively long by modern standards. But the redesign of Marco Simone Golf and Country Club, led by European Golf Design in cooperation with Tom Fazio II, began in August 2018 and was completed in March 2021. It focused on creating a golf course specifically with the drama of match play in mind, with the previous layout rerouted, not only to provide numerous risk and reward opportunities for the world's leading players, but also to maximise the natural rolling countryside terrain. Spectators will have unrivaled vantage points of the on-course action as well as distant views of the famous Eternal City, including spectacular views of St. Peter's Basilica and of the Castle of Marco Simone, which is a little bit like that, which together <laughs> will provide the backdrop to golf's greatest team contest. I, I don't know if that's in the voiceover. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. that's not in that. Mm. A little bit, bit of disappointment <laughs> wasn't there. Hey, listen, you, <laughs> that was ad lib. Listen, you boys know that I'm a castle. You're a castle guy. And Marco Simone is, is just a big where, house. Where, where was that? Where was that one? Is it behind that it, par three? It, no, it, it's, it's on the course. 
And it, it's it's basically like a mansion house. Oh, I know which one you mean. Yeah, yeah it's got yeah. like a tower. So it's not really a castle. But... It's not a castle. You know, if, if if there was a zombie apocalypse like hitting, you'd be like, you know what? Is that the castle I'm going to yeah, go yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. No, probably not. Is that fortified? Maybe not. No. I don't know. That's probably probably not the worst place to fortify yourself. Got eighteen holes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If the Zomzoms take a take a break, knock out nine. Yeah, but back in. you'd also have to you'd, you'd also have to like mow it and stuff. Like, and, mm. and you wouldn't want to be caught on a they mower. Haven't, they haven't bothered well, mowing it by the sounds of it. Singers, that's the point. You'd be looking around. You'd be thinking like, oh, you know, I'm safe. And then like a horde would just emerge from the rough. Like, yeah. You'd be like, oh, I wish there were more natural vantage points where I could see all these zombies coming. No, no. But that's away from the castle, you see. Mm, Again, it. another reason why it's not a great castle. It's at the bottom of the hill. Um, okay, so good pe- chat. Pe- <laughs> pe- people who either, either have or haven't watched a Ryder Cup before, can you talk us through the kind of format, the normal format of how it works, mm-hmm. and maybe kind of the results from last year for an understanding of what the kind of history of those days is? Because it breaks down to... The days are different formats, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So Friday and Saturday are where you're in pairs. Um, okay. So Friday morning, Friday afternoon. Friday morning could be four balls where the whole, all the four players use their own balls um, and the team with the lowest score on the hole will win, go one up, one down, all the rest yeah. of it. Um, if it's four balls in the morning, it's foursomes in the afternoon. Yep. And um, foursomes is? One player tees off. And then the partner plays the next shot. And ultimate then the shot. Ultimate, ultimate shot. shot yeah. Okay. So, cool. Joey, just to interrupt there. So, the selection of four ball or foursomes is done by the. It, it's down to the captain. Right. Okay. So, yeah, makes a decision. And it, it can go either way on either day. Yeah. Yeah. So, the tradition is that you would put out your like strongest pairing to go and get some points or is the is the tradition to put out usually foursomes is kind of the one they start with because supposedly that would be the harder sort of format to do because you, you haven't got two goes at it you've yeah. got you know this alternate version so i suppose if that's which european this team element of the friday and saturday has historically recently been pretty strong for us um whether that's the way he'll do it again this year we'll wait and see yeah it, it depends on the players as well so in foursomes because it's alternate shot you might not automatically put out say your longest hitter who might be a bit erratic because mm-hmm. you don't want them to be putting the partner in trouble like if you think of a, a Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantley combo. Oh my God. Is there any, that should be in black and white. <laughs> like that might be a foursomes partner, which will go undefeated within the next 30 years of the Ryder Cup. Like, cause, cause neither of them put the ball in much trouble. They're very accurate and they're good putters. It, it, it could be like a, so an boring. Absolute, yeah, but you'd hate to play against them. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is um, yeah. Justin Rose's R. Forte in this one. I think yeah. he's got like a seventy-five percent win rate in foursomes wow. since he's yeah. playing. Yeah. So imagine like, uh, let's say we have got Justin Rose and we pop Justin Rose with Tommy Fleetwood. Like we're talking Team. very, very Fleet. Oh, Matt, actually, no, Fleetwood off no, the tee. Not, not. You'd probably let's say Rose and Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Like them two guys, absolutely. Yeah, I, could see, I could see that. Hatton again, Hatton, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fleetwood. Yeah. The, foursomes and four balls are very very different because you've got to get on with your partner and you also you need to be able to you, <laughs> you need to talk you need to be able to get on with your partner enough mm-hmm. that if you hit a bad shot in foursomes it's not awkward yeah. yeah okay so the americans put out their first pairing and it comes up and it's cantley and kepka <laughs> 
Oh, that's <laughs> not. I'm going to put it out there and probably say Kepka won't play in the foursomes. No, I don't. Okay, so there's yeah. another thing. Not all players play every day. Correct. No, so what you will tend to find is that, especially with the rookies, um, is that the captains will tend to put the rookies out in the four balls. Yeah, because there's a little bit less pressure because you've got a you you put you generally put a rookie with someone a bit more experienced. Yeah, yeah, just so they can get that experience themselves and they don't feel too overawed, which is almost impossible on the first hole of a Ryder Cup. It it's the it's the one thing that literally every single professional who plays and it talks about how it's just a completely different atmosphere to any other event. How yeah, remember chance literally Lou Donald about this and how. He was the the main concern that he had on his Ryder Cup debut was not hitting good shot. It was getting the ball on the tee. <laughs> wow, that's what that's <laughs> these jobs. that's the mm. pressure and the nerves we're talking Sheesh. about. Why? Like, so if you imagine you've not played in this before okay, and you've got crazy. someone who has, yeah, they can, go, can go listen, go put it on the tee for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that first tee. Could you also hit this for me as well, please? Like not even tee it or just drive off the deck. And just, <laughs> just throws it, chucks it down. Oh god, because that, that's why you see like a few certainly in the last few years about. Um, a lot of the pro, not a lot of the pros, but a few of the pros like G the crowd up mm-hmm. and get them to make noise and clap yeah. as they're yeah. hitting. So yeah. Watson's famous for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Polter's had a, yeah. had had a bit of a go well. at it. Yeah. And, and a few will do it again this year because it, it it almost like breaks the tension a little bit. Yes, yeah. yeah. If you, yeah, if you pretend that the crowd aren't there, they suddenly have kind of power over you. But yeah. if you acknowledge them and... Well, the, the eyeballs feel a little bit yeah. hotter on the yeah. back of your head, don't you? That yeah. There's that silence and everyone's yeah. looking at you. It's like when, like, you know, when you when you play through a group you're playing on your own or as a two and you <laughs> yeah. play through a group and yeah as you're you're i don't know how to turn it off but your brain goes thank you yeah thanks very much thanks mm. very much and then you stand up and you turn around and go this could go anywhere <laughs> yeah you're <laughs> gonna like it, set them up and, like, it, yeah. and, and, and then it puts you in a situation where you're like well if it does i already told you it was yeah, going yeah. and if it doesn't i look like a legend <laughs> it's yeah. it's incredible isn't it like how you'd imagine around that first tee, you got thousands of people watching and if they like stay quiet, they don't make a noise. How heavy that silence oh, is! Yeah. The the pressure of just that many people watching you on this stage. It must be, it must be unbelievable. Yeah. What's the closest thing you've had to that like that kind of feeling? Um, I don't know. I've had a, I've had obviously over the since we've been doing YouTube, been quite lucky to play in front of quite big crowds. Mm-hmm. So I've literally played in front of thousands of people. I did the the shot of glory at uh, oh, waste yeah. management, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. And that's when, only when one we're. shot. That's one shot. Well, that is, that's quite similar. That's like a no warm-up. You've got, <laughs> you've got one shot at this screen with thousands of people watching. It's, it's just a, it's a very different feeling because your body starts to do things and you start to feel things that you just wouldn't normally be used to so yeah. to all of a sudden you stood over the ball and I, I remember like certainly uh last year i stood over the ball at the waste management about to hit this shot and i was like are my hands normally this high no yeah <laughs> like I'm, I'm stood at the ball and think well where did, that, where, where did that just come from yeah and then all of a sudden i'm like well you got to hit the shot um, and this is literally a voice in my head i'm having an argument with myself wow. and my hands is high up uh, oh it doesn't really matter you got to hit the shot so well, it might go left and it's oh you don't want to like shove it out right this is all happening within the space of a second and all of a sudden you just it's bloody ball mm. yeah how do i do a takeaway yeah yeah <laughs> do, do i normally breathe in i've not breathed for two minutes 
<laughs> Why is the sun in that position? <laughs> and it's just like... It, Why do my shoes hurt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't I shave this morning? <laughs> and it's just like, if you think about, obviously I am so far away from being an elite golfer, but these guys... Imagine how much pressure they're under. Because mm. the good thing about golf is that you can put yourself in their shoes. Like you said, like a playthrough hole. Mm. That's loads of pressure for an amateur golfer. It's just that with about 10,000 more people. Yeah. <laughs> no different then. You know, that's the same thing. Isn't it? I think it kind of gets to the point, though. It's like um, if you're a climber, like once you get a certain height above the ground, like, it doesn't matter if you fall. All of it's going to kill me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you get 20 metres above the ground, that is no different than being 2,000 metres above the ground. Yeah, okay. Less oxygen. Mm. But. I'll give myself more chance at 20, but, but yeah, you, I get you, your point. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it it yeah. starts to get to the point where it doesn't matter if there's 20, 40, yeah. Yeah. 200 people around that team, yeah. mm. whatever. But it's it, it must be an incredible... Imagine the feeling, though, if you nail it. Mm. Yeah, I, and I have felt that on the 17th at the Castle Course. <laughs> <laughs> Big pressure. Yeah. Big pressure. You had like, we, all did, we all had the green, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all had the green, but you had like 16 people on Well, we all yeah. did, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, well, after, um, I don't want to make too much work for Kira, so if we can't find it, we can't, but we'll just try and find Mick's breath out before oh, we get Yeah. <sighs> I think I might have it on my phone. It was panic stations. I'm not going to lie. It's unbelievable. Dude, like you lot are all hitting and you're all hitting the green and like, you know, high-fiving. Woohoo. I'm like, oh my God, it's my turn. Like it's my turn. Were you secretly turn. in your head thinking, can someone like duff it? No, because I we had had a really good round. And I wanted everyone to right. finish strong, which was great. But then I turned around and I was like, oh. All the other groups have caught us up because we were waiting on the group of five. Yeah, yeah, it's slow. If you've not played the Cascal 17th picturesque par three, but you hit over a massive ravine down to the beach. So if you duff it, you're dead. Yeah, and you all hit the green and I took more club than I needed. <laughs> Back to the bag. <laughs> Closed my eyes. Yeah. Swung really hard. It, but so it, Ludwig, if you're listening. Yeah, just so that's all you need to do. <laughs> shut your eyes. And Honestly, it, it, that's what these guys will be doing though. Yeah, does it, I was going to say, does it change your approach to that first tee shot, having a crowd there? If you go and play Marco Simone any other day of the year, you hit drive off the first and be like, yeah, it'll be all right. Do you consider making a change based on the environment and the atmosphere? Um, no, not really. I, th I think if you are, say a little bit nervous with your three wood, you might be like, you know what? Yeah, go to a club. The driver's yeah. got the biggest face here. I'm going to take a driver and just mm. give it a whack. Okay. Because like the, the first holes are, it's not a write-off, but like as long as you get through it, mm. like you, you can then settle down a bit. Yeah. Like these guys, these guys are going to be nervous. Even, even like the, the people who've played in it before, mm. like they're all going to be nervous on that first day. Mm. And um, so that's, that's the four balls. And that's Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. And there's a morning and an afternoon session. Yeah. You, can you play in both sessions? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, there's, there's players that will play. Like, all five. Rory is likely to go through all five. Ram potentially will go through all five. Yeah, yeah. he will. Hovland so, maybe. So maybe. He did last play, time. You'll Didn't play win though. But. Both Fridays, both Saturdays. And then Sunday, what happens on Sunday? It's 1v1, the singles. Okay, and mm. talk us through how it normally goes down. Um, literally, the captain Americans win. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the I thought you said you weren't supporting them. <laughs> I've got to do something for the Americans. Uh, yeah, the captains basically write down what their preferred order is. So every now and again, there's a little bit of conferring. Um, so sometimes, like in the past, certain players have gone to the captain and said, 
I want to play X. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then yeah. the captain will go to the opposing captain and say, listen, Dave, <laughs> what a joker. He really wants to play John. Yeah, wasn't there a situation where Polter wanted Tiger? Oh, it, it wouldn't surprise me. It was maybe the one before Medina. There's there's a few examples in the past that that are tickling the back of my mind that will come to come to. But if it ever comes to that, the captains will normally go. I don't okay, really I'm like put that them out. I just like the thought of like the you go two to the captains first tier and you... pinning up their teams yeah. on the board yeah, yeah, and they just yeah, line yeah. up and it's yeah, just which like... is which is what normally happens. I'm, obviously, so. like you're gonna have. I would, it'll be amazing if Rory doesn't go out first again because he always goes out first I think the last three times he's gone out first in, on the Sunday um, but mm. we might see someone take, stand up a little bit more and, and decide to go for it but yes. I, I, I think Rory will go one again so does everyone play in the singles yeah. yes, yes all 12 yeah. players yeah. Yeah, yeah. so what what tended to happen in the past is that the captains would kind of like backload it so they'd say oh I'm going to put Tiger at 10 because that might be the match that decides things Whereas I think it was at the Belfry kind of uh, switched around and Medina was the same where the captains literally front loaded everything to try and get a bit of momentum. Get blue on the board. Blue on the board. (laughs) The The blue wave. um, I think the story was that um, Paul McGinley didn't tell the other team that that was what he was going to do. And he just front loaded it and didn't say anything. Well, he wouldn't tell the other team. Yeah, so the... Americans. Hey, America, here's my tactics. <laughs> well, no, like, when, when, when do you reckon they find out? When did they... The, yeah. the, the day morning. off. Day the, off. The team's going in an envelope. Yeah. They go in. They open them. Really? There we go. Really? Wow. Mm. Yeah, so I think I, I'm pretty sure Paul McGinley had had communicated with the captain. Was it who, who was captain that year for the US? It was Tom Watson, wasn't it? Watson, mm. yeah. He came yeah. back. He was like 68 years old or something. Oldest captain in Ryder Cup history. I think yeah, it was just uh, before Phil threw him under the bus in the press conference. Savage. Oh yes, it was. Okay, so I am. I'm thinking of the right year, and um, McGinley put out all the strongest players first, which hadn't happened for like three or four Ryder Cups. And Watson was like, "Yeah, we'll be all right." And he just he just had this completely blasé attitude about how everything was going to be fine and how the US would triumph, even though they hadn't thought about all of the things that Paul McGinley had thought about. I uh, mm. don't, don't remember it like that. I just remember Tom Watson being a legend that he always is. <laughs> yeah. Phil Mickerson being a douche. <laughs> well, um, Phil Mickerson is a douche. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's that's kind of how the draw made. And I think in the in the past, historically, it's always been said that Europe do better in the team, the doubles formats, yeah. and the US do strong, uh, do better in the singles. But last time out, I mean... US won every single session. Yeah. Yeah. And just absolutely dominated. So mm-hmm. I, I would say that that was a very weak European team. And the, and do, well, it wasn't a great European team as far as like their form at that point of time. And yeah, the US team was just so much stronger. Wasn't it in terms of world ranking that US side was in aggregate like the strongest I think they maybe have ever had yeah mm. I think world ranking does come into it but it was just form like oh the, yeah no yeah I'm not yeah. saying that's like the be all and end all but just in terms of on paper just as a side it, in terms of that that year they were significantly stronger yeah but I don't know it, it's always said like I think a lot is made of like how many kind of tall wins players have going into Ryder Cups yeah, yeah. and sometimes you know, the, the quality of the players obviously makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And if you're a high caliber player, you're going to win more tournaments. But match play is just different. Yeah. Like you're not playing the course, you're playing the player. Yeah. And sometimes you could see really good players just not be able to cope 
with yeah. match play. Tiger, yeah. Tiger's a great example. Tiger's perfect example. Yeah. Mm. No, there Brooks, is, there are, Brooks is pretty pretty close there to There are players that you just, maybe not from straight away, you kind of have to see them in a Ryder Cup to find out, but they are just built for them. They just, you know, they just, yeah. they turn it on. They prefer that atmosphere mentally. They must have something that they can switch on and off easier than others. It, yeah, in it, it, I think it's the case, and it's maybe kind of slightly weighted because people like the underdog. Mm. But you'll often say that if there's a really good player, like a McElroy, for example, who plays in the Ryder Cup and plays well, it's kind of like, oh, well, that's expected. It's Roy mm. McIlroy. Yeah. Mm. If they play poorly in the Ryder Cup, it's like, oh, it's good in events, but you can't do much for it. <laughs> Whereas you get someone like a Poulter who's obviously won events, but he's not a prolific tour winner. As soon as it got to the Ryder Cup, it just unleashed a different animal. Yeah, yeah. he grew, grew yeah. up grew up wanting to play for Arsenal, didn't he? So yeah, he team did. sport was in his and blood. It, he did, yeah. and it just does things to players like Sergio. Sergio like just couldn't put like most of the year. <laughs> he won he won a few events because he was such an incredible ball striker, but his putting was always his weakness. Gets to the Ryder Cup. All of a sudden, can't touch him. It's Ben Crenshaw. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what has just happened? How there? did you do yeah. that? Like, in, and it's the same with um, like Tommy Fleetwood to an extent. Yeah. Like, you know, he's a he's a good putter, but like during those crunch moments in events, we've talked about it. He just doesn't seem to be able to get the ball like in the hole with as much authority as he does mm. other rounds. Ryder Cup comes around. Yeah. For whatever reason, the ball just gets to that hole with more pace and goes in. So, who, so those are the, the, the. I mean, there is a great, some great examples of people who are going to do a great job at the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Who's going to surprise us this year? Do you reckon? Hmm. I think, and that can be a good or a bad surprise. Oh yeah, I like okay. Mm. So I would say that. So I I don't think Wyndham Clark is going to have a particularly good Ryder Cup just because that course, it just wouldn't in my mind suit him at all but I'd love to be surprised well I'd love to be surprised it'd be great if it did surprise me for him yeah. um, obviously not for Team Europe so your, um, your surprise yeah. is you're going to be surprised that he does better than you exactly. think yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the inception of yeah. surprises I, I think everybody expects Brian Harmon to do really well I don't think he will no Ooh, I think the pressure in, will get to him interesting because yep. I, I, I just I think I, I'm, it, I'm, I'm kind of saying this more hope. I think he, I think he might do well in singles because he seems to me like someone who um, the reason that he was so good at the op- at the open was because he just like was inside his own head and just concentrated on doing the rhythm and yep. and I think if he gets into a match with someone who gives him a bit of grief on the other end and there's a bit of shouting and screaming, if he's playing in a team, might not be great for him mm. because. Communication is very important. Yeah, and yeah. what do you think about like the the JT and Jordan Spieth sort of? Obviously, they're very likely to kind of be paired up in maybe the foursomes or the yeah. four ball. Like, not had a great couple of years. I'm happy that Justin Thomas is going. I'll tell yeah. you that much. And I think he might be a surprise. I think in that he'll do better. I than think, we think he'll he do will. better. Than yeah. yeah, I can yeah. get with that. I Max Home is the one for me. I think he will do better. Not that maybe I don't know if what people are expecting of him, but I think he will have a good Ryder Cup personally yeah mm. uh, to be honest i think th- there's going to be ups and downs through all of these my biggest fear with the u.s team is that scotty scheffler suddenly learns how to oh, uh, <laughs> don't say things like yeah. that but no we've, we've just spoken about how for whatever reason when some players get to the Ryder cup their putting becomes unbelievable because mm. it's a different format yeah and i've got a horrible smelly feeling that scotty scheffler is just gonna start holding putts and 
it's going to just be so disappointing because he's going to hit every fairway in green. <laughs> so if he starts holding some putts, then yeah, we're an issue. It won't, won't be good for us. What about the European team? Because um, we got some newbies who we weren't expecting mm, to have. Yeah, we've got some rookies. We've got four in there. So it's kind of... I don't think... I think Stracker's going to have a good Ryder Cup. Yeah. I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to play the all five, but I think when he gets put out onto the golf course, I think he's going to do really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think... I don't, I don't know where the kind of... The level is with Aberg at the minute because it feels like potentially to say the surprise would be that he would do badly because I think people have got this high expectation on him that he's such a good player. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think I think he's going to do fine. I mm. don't I don't I don't see sort of one or the other from him. Yeah. Um, I think Fitz will struggle. Yeah, yeah, but he he's not won a single point in the Ryder Cup, so I wouldn't be surprised if he right, did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just kind of mm. one of them. Um, I, I would I, say Justin Rose. I think I think as a guy who's played in so many and is sort of the veteran of the side now, I mm. think he's just sneakily going to just do a really really good job for us. I think that Fitzpatrick's actually going to have a really good Ryder Cup. Okay, because that that would be a surprise because yeah. he's he's got a very different game going into this Ryder Cup than he has previously. Like. For a start, he's fifty yards longer. That's true, which makes a difference. Um, yeah, and he's also unless unless that fifty yards runs out into the rough. Peter. Nah, that'll be fine. <laughs> um, and he's also like one of the best putters on either team. So I I think I think he'll be good. Um, and I've got just, I've just got this feeling that Ram is just gonna go absolutely nuclear. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, he's another one of those like animalistic. Mm -hmm. Got just a bit of a, for got it. a bit of a nasty streak in him. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of thing you need, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I just I just got this feeling that he's just gonna just just explode with birdies. <laughs> oh god, I can't. I'm, I'm actually getting <laughs> I'm actually yeah, getting yeah, yeah. so excited. Yeah. Do you think he'll play? Like, I think we touched on earlier. Do you think he'll play all five I, I with think them he, and, I him think and Rory? Who out of the USA do you think is going to be playing five? Uh, like, Scotty, I would assume, would I think, be in five. I'd, I'd say that whole bottom row is. So our bottom row here is um, Xander Schauffele, yeah. Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth and Jordan. It's so um, tricky with Spieth and Thomas because just like, yeah, historically, they just don't get separated mm. and they just play all the time. But I don't know how confident Zach Johnson is with playing Thomas that much. I'd... I'd it's. I'd, I'd put Fowler out. I'd put Fowler out over Justin Thomas. I think. Mm. I think Cantley and Shoffley as well, because them two have played together a lot yeah. in these yeah. competitions and done very well. And yeah, they... I didn't didn't realize how like well Patrick Cantley actually yeah. did last year. Like yeah. he won. Well, was it say there three well, besides, won three lost one? Yeah, besides one. DJ, who won all five. Yeah. What's that? Was... that? That's a that's a draw, isn't it? On the right. This one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Because yeah. the Americans put draws at the end. Right. Got you. It's the thing though, like. Every time I see Cantley, he <laughs> he gives off like proper American psycho vibes. So I think like he's going to be just a stone cold killer. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's I, I think with Shoffle, yes, yeah, good part. I, the the one thing I'd say about the US team is you could, there's weaknesses there, but it's it's pretty strong like throughout. Yeah, like there's not really. Oh, yeah. I know there's it's a stupid thing to say, but there's less question marks about. I would say some of the US team than there is the the European team. Yeah, hundred percent. I would say that people like Aberg, Hoygaard, I think Strecker had a great year, so he probably doesn't count. McIntyre potentially for me. Mm, yeah. Like those three, I'm kind of 
what Shane Lowry we're going to get. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, what Rory we're going to get, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. We could get get early season Rory or we could get, oh, he's bought a new putter at the end of the season, Rory. I I reckon Shane's going to be, I back Shane to have a good one, this one. Shane and Tommy in a pairing. Yeah, I mean, Shane Shane had a good Ryder Cup last time, but he was like the the one kind of shining light, wasn't (laughs) he, really? Um, But... I don't know. I think it's it's very evenly matched. I think we have probably, I think we've got the three at this current moment in time. I think we've probably got the three best players mm. in McElroy, Rahm, and Hovland. I think those yeah. three. We've spoken about Hovland. Absolute fuego. Um, mm. You'd obviously Scheffler's the number one player in the world, but he's number one player in the world because he just absolutely beats the living hell out of the ball in distance and accuracy we know that the Ryder Cup is more about putting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I probably wouldn't put him up there. But Putting, after that, a, putting think... and mental game as well. Like if you've been struggling with your putting all year, the the one time you don't want to be thinking about it is when your entire country's he, hopes are on the line. It's, it, it was a week oh, I hear, heard it, I think it was like a month ago and it was on a, I think it was no laying up podcast, but it was, it was more like the, the struggles that Scott was having on the green. Like him and his caddy were talking through a putt. And his caddy said, oh, it's on the lip. And Scotty turned around and said, which lip? Oh, really? Good <laughs> Lord. Wow. Now, <laughs> that probably How? indicates... Is he number one in the world? <laughs> ...that he's not quite seeing the putts. Yeah. So, you know... It, Good it's, for us, bad for him. It, yeah. That's uh, mad. Maybe, <sighs> maybe, like, him and Harmon would be a great... Would be a great, like... Uh, Just both four, boring four, as hell. Four, well, Foursome, that's a foursome like, Yeah, like, yeah. Him to do sort of off the tee. I think I think Scotty with anyone in foursomes is is going to be pretty deadly. Yeah, Homer he's going to hold some. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, we're, we're talking about it like he can't put. Yeah, he's he's just not as good a putter as he could have been. If he was a good putter this year, he'd have won fifteen events. Yeah, he's been striking it that well. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. the you're stats right, yeah. show that. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Um. So you know, if he that's what I mean. If he if he turns it on, it's going to be. Mm. Trouble for Europe. But they have got issue. they've got more appearances across the team. So uh, Europe have got twenty one appearances across the board, and, they, and US have got seventeen. So it's you know tiny bit exper- more experience. Yeah, tiny little bit more experience, but not massive amounts. But, but mm. are lots of those European experiences us not winning? Uh, well, I mean, because it's great to go and experience it. Yeah. But the thing that you actually want is people who know mm. how to go and win at one of these. Yeah, jobbies. well, like Rosen. Uh, Rose and Rory make up twelve of those. So yeah. Yeah. this, uh, you know, it's yeah, but it's it, interesting. It's going to be yeah. I mean, naturally, kind of moving on. Then, as opposed to how we're going to predict things to go, um, it, it's it's something that I think I've stated very obviously. I think Europe are going to win it. Yeah. Um, not by a landslide for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think just the the biggest factor for me is that we are playing in Europe. Mm-hmm. I think that's just such a monumental factor in how poor the states have done. Well, not poor, but how how they've not won here for so long. Yeah, is really the big. That's the kind of thing that just keeps the little thing in the, the back of my head. Just since, says to me since all the time. Since you've been alive, Jacob. Yeah, yeah. That's absurd. They've not, they've not beaten us. And you're old. I'm old. Yeah. So you're gonna go for European win. European win. Yeah. By, by by how many points? Uh, two points. I think they'll win by. Mm. Okay. I I I would I would echo that. I'd say Europe. 15 to 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think it's going to be. Yeah, you want to say the US <laughs> so bad? You've got to give you honest yeah, yeah, yeah. opinion. Yeah, my honest opinion, I think, is going to be what is it to retain at 14? 14 and 14. And a half. Oh, 14, 14, and a half. 14 to 14. to retain. 14. Yeah. 14. yeah, I think it's going to be 14. 14? Is that mm. the max? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, I think it's going to be that tight that it's going to be 14 14. Okay. I think we're going to win by five. Oh, <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I just can't see it going any other way. We're in Europe. Everyone's feeling good. Hovland's. <laughs> Hovland's not swearing hovland's bashing the ball like th there's no way that we don't go and we don't go and do and buy five points i do have a little little acker for people if they want to go on they want to have a little dabble broad bridge bed of the week <laughs> it's time for jacob to break down the stats of who's going to win the Ryder cup and how yeah. <laughs> you're ever going to win <laughs> but no i i do um I do have a couple of thoughts on stuff and I've, I've just tried to put three things together. Basically who I think is going to win, who I think is going to be top point score for America and Europe as well. And I've already stated, I think, I think Europe will win whether I'm, that's obviously slightly opinion based, but I just think that the, the setup and structure and our history in Europe just kind of overrides a lot of it. Cause the teams in my mind are quite close. Um, in regards to top point scorer for the Americans, I do actually think, and I've said his name so many times in these, but I think Patrick it's going to be Patrick Cantley. Yeah, yeah. God's sake. Um, I just think that it was between him and Scotty. And the, the biggest factor is, is who do I think is going to play five times? Yeah. Just give yourself the best opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think that even Scotty will play a lot. I think his putting will come in at some point and he's not going to be able to putt well five times. Like he'll have one day where he doesn't putt great. Um, so that's kind of where I sort of lose a little bit of consistency with him. And also the fact that Cantlay scored uh, nine and a half points out of an available 13 across wow. all team events he's played. Flaming good, that. Um, I think the Shoffley-Cantlay partnership will be used a lot. They played together in that tournament on the PGA Tour when it's that double and they always absolutely crush it together. Mm. Um, I think they'll be utilised really, really well. And I think he's good on his own in a singles. Um, in terms of Europe, I completely agree with Pete. I think Ram is going to just turn animalistic this, this Ryder yeah. Cup. Um, I want to see him like... He was leading point scorer for Europe over the last three editions. There's no reason for me to think that he won't do the same. And I think he will play five times. It, it just kind of seems so obvious to me. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to challenge Ram a little bit more and go for a little bit of an outside bet, I still think Europe, because they are the, they are the underdog in terms of betting. So you're going to get the higher odds for that. Um, but I, th I do think Homer's going to do really well. He won all five of his, his, his matches in the President Cup that he played. Um, I think he suits all formats of the of what we're going to play in the Ryder Cup. And add Tommy Fleetwood onto that as well. Mm -hmm. I think he is um, one of those guys that knows how to win Ryder Cup matches. Um, if he can find a partnership like he did with Molinari in, in France, then that just kind of really like staples him on to be a, a high point scorer um and i think there's something like he he's won 65 percent of of points that he's made available to him so it's, it's, wow. he's, he's got a good he's got a good winning track record so 62.5 uh, there you go 62.5 so yeah so europe uh cantley and ram and then if you want a little bit more europe homer and fleetwood interesting mm. do you mean yeah, that's right. No, he said if you want to take a little bit more of a risk, 
Europe still winning it, but then Homer and Fleetwood to uh, score right, highest. Right, right, right. Got you, got you. Yeah. Sorry. It just it totally yeah. it totally depends on yeah. whether Sorry, the players we expect to do well come out and actually do well, yeah. Yeah. and right. whether there's any kind of weird outsiders who you know Abo could blow it up. He yeah, could yeah, go yeah, absolutely yeah. nuts. He's yeah. not scared. This is He's a birdie making competition, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he is really good at making birdies. Yeah. So there's no reason why he can't. I just don't think he'll play five times. So. Yeah. Yep, yep. Is of course any different as a left-hander for um, Bobby Mack? Um, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry for dropping you, Bobby Hoffer, for the season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not strong enough not to do it, though. No, it's um, yeah. I would say uh, no, no, not there's massively. There's, there's quite, there's a few dog legs, but they're kind of there's some left to right, there's some right yeah, to left. Yeah. It's a decent mix. Um, I, to be honest with Rob, he's he's obviously won there before. So Correct. he has good feelings about that course. He's he's just it feels like he's a rookie. His form's been a little bit inconsistent. He just feels like a bit of a wild card. Like yeah. no one really knows kind of what he's going to do. Yeah. Um. It's kind of like the same. This is, and that's for me kind of where I net out really on the European teams. There's a few players in there where we don't really know what we're going to do. Yeah. 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 There's a few pluses as far as like Hatton is actually coming into this Ryder Cup in form. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Massive difference because he's one of the best putters out there. And he won the Pro-Am at the BMW. <laughs> that he did. <laughs> um, almost, won, almost won Almost won the almost BMW. Almost the double. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that'd have been incredible. He should have uh, done the double, really. He should have done, yeah. done the double. And then Fitzpatrick's the same, kind of in form, yeah. one of the best putters. I, it, it's so difficult because it's just like, I think if the European team turn up and play to their potential, I think they're a better team overall yeah. than the US. Yeah. So. R rookies, like you, you need two sessions from them, really, don't you? Like not all of them are going to. You're going. They're all going to obviously play the singles, and then if you can stick them maybe into one or two of the four balls in the afternoon, and just ask them to go and try and get like one and a half points, that yeah. would be go and really halve, good. go and halve your match but, if you can. I mean, in terms of across from Europe and USA, the rookies in an American side tend to do a little bit better. Um, the, the only time that an America, the Europeans have had a leading point scorer was Thomas Peters as a rookie. And that was in 2016, mm, yeah. which was in... Hazel Hazelzine, as we learned in the beginning. Yeah. Quite close um, to Oak Hill. The Americans, uh, two of their last four, they've been rookies, was the leading point scorers. And that was Reed 2014. And Thomas, which was in uh, 2018. Wow. Which I didn't realise his, his rookie was only in 2018. Feels late. Yeah. Wow, that seems really late. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like, are you sure you're sure? Yeah. Uh, well, do you sure it wasn't well, a typo? I'm we check. see it on here. I hope I'm right. We can click. If we click on it, is it going to come up? No, no. it's not going to come up. Uh, well, he's only played twice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, that makes sense. Crazy. But um, he has got a 72% win rate. <laughs> yeah, but he's, only, but he's only played two tournaments. But he's played nine matches. Mm. Yeah, but that, that's why they wanted him there. Because like he said before that you know, he'd rather play in a Ryder Cup than win majors. Like that, yeah. that's, that, This is his thing. I'm sorry, what? What helps him is that he, he win majors as, as well. He said that before he'd won a major. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's like how much he how wants many, to play. How many has he won? Two. two yeah. yeah, two. Yeah. So, what yeah, I think we've got, well, three for Europe, uh, one for the US. I think we've all got kind of like our star players out of the way as well, who we think is going to perform. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's Ram, and I think Stracker's going to have a weird, a weird good one. Weird good one. Yeah. 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 Good one. That's what it, birdie maker again. Yeah. Like. I, can, yeah. I can smell Stracker being like a three and one. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll take that all day. Bite your hand off. I can imagine Ram being like a five nil. 
almost five and a half with the amount of fist pumps he's going to do. I, the big worry for me is Rami is that he injures himself celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> fist pumping too much. I honestly think he might pull his back <laughs> if he carries on. If It's just like anything, like watching him in Paris. He obviously had that massive celebration when he won, but like just holding like a three and a half foot and his eyes just like going mm-hmm. into yeah. full on predator mode. Um, Love it. Can we just have a moment of um, quiet reflection for... The fact that there's no Italians in the team. It's a shame. And that, I mean, being in Rome. and Not, that, not the playing you're gonna team. Say, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna but say. that Mollers is going. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be there. Both Mollers. Yeah, both, say, I've, both I've, Mollers again. I've organised a few drinks with him. <laughs> oh, my God. Me and Mozza. I was, looking, at, I was looking at the vice captains. Um, Lafrabeau. Um, yeah, Lafrabeau. Sorry. Yeah, Olafarbo is the um, is is in and Colt starts mm-hmm. as well. And yeah, then yeah. who else is it? Eduardo and Francesco. Yeah, Francesco. And then there's one more. Is there not? There's five. I don't think there was. There's, mm-hmm. There was. Yeah, yeah you might be right. Actually, when I was looking on the thing, um, Colt starts, Olafarbo, both the Molinaris, and you know, one more. Luke Donald's going to be there. Right? Yeah, and Luke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luke-y I D. thought there's one more, but. Maybe I'm Comment right. below who it is and Kieran yeah. forgot. Yeah. Good preparation, Kieran. <laughs> no, no Kieran, last. you did an excellent job because <laughs> all of this information was put together by Kieran Mulhall this you, morning. So you forgetting it. someone's name is probably not the best thing to what's about to happen now, which I believe is against the player. Yeah. It is indeed. Are we ready? We are. Let's do it. Hello and welcome back to the 2023 Rough Cut Open. I'm your host, Mick Warwick. This is the game where your knowledge of golf history is more important than your ability to actually hit the ball. How the game works. At the end of each episode, I describe the life and career of a famous golfer. And after each clue, these accomplished professionals write down who they think it is. However many hints it takes them to get home is how many shots they took on that hole. So, if you get a par 5 after just 4 clues, you would finish that hole in 1 under par. We rejoin the action with favourite Peter Finch, and stat-focused Jacob Broadbridge, both coming off a miraculous hole-in-one on the last. But things are about to get wild as we tackle the second par-5 of the tournament in this Ryder Cup-themed hole. Can rookie Kieran Mulhall bridge the ever-growing gap? Let's find out as the players tee it up. Welcome to the tee box. I can't tee it. My hand's shaking. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm so nervous. I was just about to say, make sure you you ask your more experienced partner to put the ball in the, in the ground for you. Right, okay, so this is a par five um, today. Um, it plays as a par six for the members. How long is it? Wow. Over right? 600 yards. It's it's driver-driver, right? Oh. And, you might, and, and you might not make it. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Jacob are that confident we put seven already. <laughs> And you've got, I've you've got just like, gone back for six. six. Yeah, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty big off the team. I can get home. Yeah. Um, what are the scores on the doors, by the way? Um, so the current situation is that Peter Finch is ahead. He is five under. <laughs> Such a good start. You're a good player. Um, five under. Um, through five. Through five. Nice. Heavy club twirl. Have you ever done that in real life? Uh, all the time. Okay. Isn't, isn't that like with a double in there as well? Like a bogey? Or like, <laughs> no, I think actually... Bogey. No, I think I think, two hole-in-ones. I think you've got two <laughs> hole-in-ones. And I think you maybe have a... 
must have had a... Yeah, you've done very well. Yeah, you've, you've, yeah. <laughs> Absurdly you... well. Whatever you've done, it's been too good. <laughs> Hence this past six this today. One, which is going to be yeah. ridiculous. Uh, Jacob's two under with his um, hole-in-one in the fog last time. Yeah, I'm really happy with that. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Well done. Someone commented, and thank you so much if you are commenting. It really does It does make us laugh when you put funny stuff about the uh, guest player. Someone put, oh, Jacob, Jacob's thinned four-iron must have miraculously gone in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was yeah. thin. <laughs> it was very thin. <laughs> and it was miraculous. It was flaming good. Um, and Kieran is plus six. Um, so <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Yeah. You're six, yeah, you're, you're six over. Yeah, I'm 11 shots behind Pete. Nah. Yeah. So, you got um, some work to do. I'm try I'm just going for second now. So. A lot of holes. Yeah, it's a lot of golf to play. A lot. It's <laughs> a stinky, stinky round so far. Yeah. It's, you you it, are Morris Flitcroft right now. What, I, I what actually <laughs> might happen is you might get to nine and go, you know, like, um, where is it? Presswick, where they take you back to the clubhouse and they're like, Sack it off. <laughs> <laughs> Have a beer. <laughs> I, I, you I, might get, I think my... it might be 12. Is it 12 or 13? Yeah. You, you don't need to keep doing yeah. this to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think David might have to sum in. <laughs> well, you're saying that. Now. I went and tested this on David and he didn't get it even after I'd given him the sixth clue. Yeah. So yeah, this is that, that's the thing that really worries me because he's a very... You know, he's he a bit knows, of an anorak. He knows golf, this so. sort of stuff. Okay, I'm assuming everyone's hitting driver. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. To your highlights. I might as well like. give it a go, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shot number one. In. Oh. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just. I was about to give you an. I was about to give you some help, but I've, I've got to refrain yeah, yeah, from just, helping. No, no, go we're for good. It, we're mate. good. We're good. Don't, course in, is tough. In 2006, in recognition of his contributions to the sport of golf, this player was an awarded an OBE. In, in 2006, in recognition of his contribution to the sport of golf, this player was awarded an OBE. <laughs> oh my God. If you get another hole in one, I'm going to be so angry. Yes, be he definitely has got it. No way. Can I can, can I have any sort of clue in the sense of like... No. Um, yeah, uh, no, okay. Has he played in the Ryder Cup or...? Well, well I'm going to guess yes. It's a Ryder Cup special, so... Assume no. If... Could this be considered the greatest shot of all time? Uh, <laughs> yes, it's seriously downwind. You've hit the bloody cup <laughs> off, mate. I, I've took a swing at this and I thought, you know what? It was kind of one of those where... It's pretty wide fairway okay uh, and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna swing as hard as i possibly can and i think i might have just hit this pure <laughs> right through the back and it's i think it's hit the car path and that car path goes all the way to the green no i'm not gonna show you're me. not gonna show me no, no, no. okay it's a really hard clue but like i feel like if it's you not, do yeah. if you know it then you, you know do it know, like you 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 know it sort of thing i was only six years old at the time so well, it's not Nick Faldo because he's well, a sir and he'll tell you. Should have so. studied harder, shouldn't you? Should have studied jacket. harder, yeah. Okay. You sh you've, you've... I've hit it. You've, you've hit the fairway, yeah. maybe. You don't know. Sure, yeah. Why not? Swing at it. Shot, yeah. shot number two. In the year this player competed at their first Ryder Cup, tournament legends Seve Ballesteros and Tony Jacklin were both missing. In the year that this player competed at their first Ryder Cup. Oh. He is folding over and he's not I... even writing a name. Tournament legends Seve Ballesteros and Tony Jackling were both missing. 
I wrote Tony Jacklin as my tee shot, just to let you know. Okay, well, that's a bad idea because he's in the next clue. <laughs> be pretty easy. Guess the player. Yeah. The player and, is in, yeah. <laughs> in the clue. Straight out of the gate. Yeah, so is that, this is on the putting green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like a trick question, like a false front. I mean, I'm, I guess I might as well just... Oh, no. I think I might as well just Sorry, keep it. Can I just have one more repeat on that? In the year this player competed at their first oh. Ryder Cup, tournament legends Seve Ballesteros and Tony Jacklin were both missing. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep. Oh, mine. my, my touch here. Yeah, it's no point having her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go on. This is your third shot. It's still, a, annoyingly enough, still a long iron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, you should be hitting. You're probably hitting five iron into this green. I'm, I'm a bit worried now. I've just, I've walked past everything and I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm and you're like where is it i'm a little bit worried that i'm gonna get down there and i'm gonna hear a shout from about 200 yards if i say pete you're back here <laughs> i know what that's like yeah okay shot number three at their debut Ryder cup this player halved his sunday's singles match and shares a name with the only other european to do so that year what to halve a match? Listen. <laughs> At their debut Ryder Cup, listen carefully. Listen properly. In the beginning. At their debut Ryder Cup, this player halved his Sunday singles match and shares a name with the only other European to do so that year. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did you fold yours again? I've not folded it yet, but... That's a good I'm, question, I'm, I'm folding again. I'm not, um, because I don't know if the ages of these blokes work out, but I've I've got someone who works well with that. With a double name. This is the name of someone else. So I'm going to fold. Hmm. I didn't say it was their first name. That would be very interesting if it was their second name. Didn't say it was a second name. That would be horrific if it's a middle name. Said it was hard. Surname, middle name, Horace. You didn't know that. No, I've got it. I'm, I'll hold one. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. If yeah, you heard yeah, that, yeah, that was Pete pressing his paper down with confidence. Yeah, well... Okay, so you should be up near the green. You're either chipping this onto the, onto the surface yeah. or you're putting from a long way away. <clears throat> I'm so nervous. <laughs> Nervy oh, chip. Oh, no. It's too late, mate. Yeah, it's no. too late. This is your full shot. This player has won the Ryder Cup more than three times. Again, I have no reason to write another name. It should narrow someone. It should take someone out if you are down to a few names. No, mm. I, I, there's no reason for me to take anyone out. So, ah, oh, man. I'm I'm not gonna take one out. This is this is tricky though. I've got I've got a feeling that these next few yeah. uh, questions I, might require me to hit a little quick recovery. The same here. <laughs> like, oh there it is. Yeah. <laughs> we Pete we both be <laughs> jumping back in a buggy to go back yeah. and play some. I if you have both got it in one again, I I I won't you two <laughs> right if you have both got it in one again 
For the rest of the holes, I will plan 10 questions. You two will be able to get four or five over par on a hole. <laughs> wow. Understand? Oh. So I'm like playing off the forward tees plus my hand. Yeah, what's going to happen to Kieran? They're, you're playing from the championship tees. Yeah. And then they've gone, oh, actually, there's a whole other one back there, the nah, tiger tee. No. You, can't, you, can't like, you can't change the rules in the middle we of the round. We've not even got it right yet. Just because just you don't like how well I'm hitting it. Okay. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> and, and like we say, I might be I, wrong. Yeah, we I've, we've done, I've, we've got it yet. I want you to fail. By the way, has that been there the whole time? It has. Oh, right. Well, well done on your resilience. Yeah. I eat it. I didn't want to crunch it into my microphone. But Probably I imagine that, that there's lots of people in the comments like, that BNBN looks bloody good. Right? A bit of ASMR. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> okay. Nobody oh. likes that. It's the this, worst sound. No, some people do. This is your par. Should be, it should just be tapping this in, just tapping it. Mm -hmm. Here's why I knew the Phil Mickelson clue earlier. Phil Mickelson holds the Ryder Cup appearance record at 12. Today's player has appeared in 10 Ryder wow. Cups. You're screwed. Mm. 10? Phil Mickelson holds the Ryder Cup appearance record at 12. Listen to this bit. Today's player has appeared in 10. Doesn't say he's played in yeah, 10. That's, yeah. He's appeared in 10. Yeah, I feel okay turning over now. Um. Oh, I don't know now. There's, there's basically there's two people who it can be. I think I might have chosen the wrong one. But the difference for me between tapping in for a par and then potentially a bogey probably doesn't make a lot of difference now. So. And it's match play, so what is it? why do you care? Match play hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I've got it wrong. Uh, should I bottle it? Go on, bottle it, I dare you. I think I've got it wrong, but I'm just going to keep going. Because the victory lap will be even sweeter if I've got it right. The worst you can get is double, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. You just okay. smooth your paper again. Yeah. Okay. So, oh my god. It's, uh, speaking of ASMR, that's <laughs> bloody annoying. That. Right here we go. This is your one over. So if you get it here, you get one over. If you don't, I've got a long thing to read before you get your right double bogue. And then should we get it on the double? Bogue? No, we will oh, just get it automatically. You get it automatically. Excuse me. We play this five times. Know the rules. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Understand? Sorry, This is the one. In 2004, this player was the non-playing captain of Team Europe at Oakland Hills in Michigan. The European team, team won by the same margin that the Americans won by in this player's first Ryder Cup at Walton Heath in 1981. Can you uh, repeat that whole, the whole shot, please? In 2004, this player was the non-playing captain of Team Europe at Oakland Hills in Michigan, where the European team won by the same margin that the Americans won by in this player's first Ryder Cup at Walton Heath in 1981. Again, I just do, I don't have any reason to write a name. And the reason that it is relevant is because all four of us yeah, we were there. went to Walton Heath and we looked at the Ryder Cup little stall they There's have there. There's a lot there. of people on there, to be fair. I, I just want to make sure I read this put correctly. Um, yeah. So when you say non-playing captain, you mean captain? Some or, of the captains play. No, they literally don't. They used to. 
This wow. So he's a vice captain. So, this, so his first appearance is what when he 1986? 81. 81, right. sorry. Which replaced the Belfry. As it, we did. All know. it did. Because yeah. it wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> this is the these are the facts that we learned when we went to Watford. Yeah, so it was again, a great I've, trip. I'm not going to... I'd rather just take the double and I'm chance really, the hole I'm, in one. I'm really wrong. I'm really wrong. I, I, I think I know who it is. But you don't know if you've got him or not. But... It, it for me is either one or two people. I don't. I I think I'm 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 still yet to go up to the hole to check if my ball's in it. Basically, right? Okay. If not, I'm gonna have to go all the way back to the team. You could have got cart path sprinkler. Someone's head in the hole. Yeah. Ah, oh, I've got a hole in one or a double. Yeah. So this is gonna be. So so that's, so that's not how the game is supposed to be played. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, but I think I'm happy with that. my answer. You know what? I'm gonna play the rest of this like that. <laughs> It's all or nothing. <laughs> this is why I'm going to, um, you know, maybe the back nine, you can go like 10 or 11 if, over for a hole. If you said something in those last ones that made me think, well, I could change mm. it. But every time it was like, okay, well, that I, could be them. I think what it is as well, like those clues are basically, they're aimed at an era of player and it could it be knock them out in that mix yeah. kind mm -hmm. of thing. So anyway, right, double bogey. If I've got, okay, so if everyone... I've got my ages right here, then... Should we, should we say who... No, no, got? no. Uh, has everyone committed to their yeah. final one? Before I read out... I'm not going to react. I'm just going to wait. Okay, yeah. so let me just um, give you a piece of information that would have helped you on clue number one. Okay. The player was awarded an OBE, but it was an honorary OBE. So they are not British. Oh, well, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done then. That's sneaky. Yeah. That's very sneaky, actually. Yeah, I'm done. Here we go. <clears throat> Wish I had some more dramatic music. <laughs> I don't. Well, Kieran, me and Peter, they've got doubles, so... Yeah. Well, At you've, the also, you've also got a double. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, we'll double that. At the 1991 Ryder Cup, in a career haunted by the Yips, the tournament came down to a five-foot putt. With Europe trailing 14-13 and our man two down against Hale Irwin with just four holes to play, the Americans had one hand on the trophy. Today's player needed to win his match for Europe to retain the cup. He won the 15th, halved the 16th and levelled the match at the 17th. Sinking putts that would have tested even the most seasoned Ryder Cup legend, let alone man using a strange grip to solve his latest putting crisis, Wrapping his right hand around a left arm and a putter shaft that were linked together. I'll show you a picture of what it looked like. You can put it on. I'll put it on, yeah. He managed to prolong the agony. The 1991 Ryder Cup would be decided on the final hole of the final match of the weekend. But the drama was just beginning. Our man hit the fairway with his tee shot on 18. What happened to Irwin's tee shot remains something of a mystery some 30 years later. He pulled it towards the dunes, 40 yards left of the fairway, where the Americans maintain it hit a spectator, took a giant bounce, and ended up in the second cut with a nice lie. Whatever. Irwin pushed his second shot and was unable to get up and down. <laughs> Everyone knew a par would win the match and secure the Ryder Cup. Our player's first putt looked good, but trickled on, leaving him a six-footer for his par and a retention of the cup. With a significant spike mark on the line of the putt, our man attempted to roll the ball around the mark and die it in from the right-hand side. 
he missed. And the USA won, and that was that. Tears, anguish, pain, and the war on the shore was won by the Americans. The very next week, he won the German Masters and went on to secure Europe's sec record victory in the 2004 Ryder Cup, Captain Bernard Langer. The, you, you're right. The first clue has completely, yeah. just completely took us off the. Uh, so, for any um, of our American or potentially European audience listening, OBEs, MBEs are awarded uh, by uh, Her Majesty back then, or His Majesty now, uh, and are bestowed on British citizens normally. So, that is what threw us for a loop. I am not. He's, he's, he's fuming about this. I, isn't am, he? I am not entirely. The thing is. This is for me. What you've done there is you've just put a ditch running right down the middle of the fairway. All <laughs> <laughs> you've tried, to, you, you've tricked up the course there. That's yeah. all, that's that's all yeah. you've done. Told you hard. You've brought in wordplay. No, no, to, it's, see, no, it's not wordplay at all. He just, was awarded an OBE yeah. in 2006. Yeah. You assumed from that that he was British, which was a but, bad mistake. But the thing is, it wasn't an OBE. It was, it was. An honorary OBE. Mm, it says that, OBE on it. He's got OBE, OBE next to his name. Uh, does it go H-O-N? I don't know. It just says OBE after his name. All I'm saying Bernard is Langer, that, OBE, oh. the answer. All I'm saying is that it, was a, it was a tough hole. It was very hard. It was a really tough hole already. Mm. You didn't need to put the pin in the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, so I didn't realise this was Greenkeeper's I'd, Revenge. I'd love to know what everyone else yeah, got. So yeah, so comment below uh, how, how you did on that hole. I imagine that there will be a few people who saw past the kind of red herring OBE clue at the beginning and put together the 2004 captain um and the you know scores and the names bernard bernard gallagher was I, the other I, one that i would year. have i would have got it um if um i'd have basically got the bernard gallagher because there's only other that's the only other bernard name i could think of what, what did you what did you have i had sam torrance to begin with sam torrance he went sam torrance I off had, the tee i had ian woosnam the whole time off the tee and, and i, did, I oh. didn't know if the ages worked for ian woosnam and ian polter that was my kind of like. Mm, they were, yeah. I think they were a bit. Too it, that, but the thing far I think apart. was like it yeah. could have just crossed over. But yeah. who did you have, Kieran? I had Tony Jackson, Colin Montgomery, then Paul Laurie, then Ian Woosnam. Wow. So that all well, that that area though, isn't it? It's that yeah. generation. It's all the same. I thought I was good on Paul Laurie. Mm. And then so why like, why did uh, why did Seve not play in the um, 1981 Ryder Cup at Walton Heath? At Walton Why did he not play? Did we know? Did we learn this? Or have you, you found should that notice. Out? Just loves the belfry too I don't, much. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he was in a dispute with a European tour about getting appearance fees because yeah. he thought he was so good. Well, he was that they should be paying him to just turn up to the tournament, even if he doesn't win. Really? So he was having an ongoing dispute with the European tour, saying that you should pay me to come to these tournaments because people come to see me. God, it's all been about money, isn't it? Wow. And, oh, about money. and I, I think Tony Jackson just didn't get picked. So that's why they were both weren't there that year. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, Interesting. You, you know what? That puts the it doesn't actually change the scores at it all. Just like match the level. Everyone's <laughs> two more over than so, they were. So <laughs> disappointing. Uh, Kieran, I was holding out hope because we walked around Walton Heath and we talked about the Ryder Cup while we were there. I remember the photo that we saw, and I remember Bernard Langer being there. 
But I don't know. I've never heard of Bernard. There's also 12 other people. Yeah, so yeah. Just... Uh, and I've also <laughs> never heard of Bernard. What is it? Gallagher. 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 Never yeah. heard of him. So I would never have put two. In well, I'll tell you what. He was the only other person who halved this Sunday singles match that year. Very, mate, yeah. very, very good. Very good. No, that was that was very good, even if it was a bit of a trick top hole. And <laughs> as it will be. The uh, wind changed just uh, as he hit your tee shot. <laughs> as it will be at the end of the Ryder Cup, uh, some of us are left with a bitter taste in our mouths. Hopefully for the proud Europeans heading to Rome, it will be victory in the shadow of the Eternal City. And hopefully the Americans will be going home with the proverbial tails between their legs, even though there is a feeling maybe at the back of my mind that they might just sneak through and claim their first victory in Europe in 30 years. But hopefully not. We will be there on the ground reporting live from Rome. So we'll keep you up to date with everything that is going on and also do a review show after the Ryder Court, probably from our hotel in Rome. So I just want to say a big thank you to my co-host for being here today. A huge thank you to everybody listening and to everybody watching. Enjoy the Ryder Cup. Go on, you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.